tuning to Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Today is the 16th, December 16th, 2022. What's going on? How's your Friday? Getting ready for a big weekend. On today's show, we're going to talk about a couple different things. We'll talk about public money, sort of the evolution of lines, like how to view lines, the creation of them. And that's what we're going to talk about next week, too. Kind of an interesting topic. What the journey of a line looks like and why a lot of people out there who listen to this show and just the public in general won't often get good prices ever. So we'll talk about that a little bit today, but more next week. And uh, it's, I think it's a good topic to cover. So on today's show, we will talk about, like I said, public money affecting bowl games. And we'll also brush on what we talked about yesterday, because I did hear from one of you on Twitter. Just going to kind of clarify some of those things we talked about then. So uh, if you want to bet all the games we talk about VIG free, get rid of the minus 110. Check out betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you're signing up for a free $20. All right, so uh, first things first, usually on Friday, we do a football Friday. And as I mentioned on Wednesday, if you're interested in bull picks, bull handicaps, I refer everyone to go listen to College Football Tailgate. This week's show, bull week number one, we have all the previews, all the uh, uh, breakdowns for every bowl game from now until next Wednesday. And if you have trouble finding it, just type in College Football Tailgate or wherever you're listening to this, type in Woo's Media, W-O-O-Z-E media and all the uh, Woo's media podcasts should easily pop up there. So that's one thing. If you want football picks on a football Friday, like we normally do lots of bull picks there. All right. So uh, yesterday on the show, we talked about 60%. Why 60% is actually bad compared to 55% in terms of sports betting. Now, if you missed that show, I recommend that you go back and listen, but I did hear from someone on Twitter essentially saying that uh, you know, asking questions because one part of yesterday's show that I mentioned, a big part of it was there's more 55 percenters out there than there are 60 percenters. And again, if you're having trouble following, go listen to yesterday's podcast. We talk about all this in there. So here's the thing. In my show yesterday, I talked about there are far fewer 60% bets out there than there are 55% bets. And a 60% bet is something we think will hit 60% of the time that the market's charging minus 110. Well, what I said yesterday is, let's say you have an average slate of about 3,000 bets in every kind of bet on like a, a, any given Saturday. Of those 3,000 games, you may f- the, the market may make mistakes on 90 of them that are defined as 60% bets. And of those 90, we may find a third of those. So 30, okay? And of those same 3,000 bets, they may make mistakes and misprice maybe 750 that we would classify 55 percenters, okay? So that means we think something will hit 55% of the time they're charging minus 110 for. Well, let's say we find a quarter, 25% of the 750 available 55% bets. That's 187 bets. So my point on yesterday's podcast was if you're a 55% better, you're going to have a lower win percentage, but a way higher volume because there's more of those bets out there to find and bet. And this individual emailed or uh, excuse me, direct messaged me on Twitter and said, you know, I understand Tyler, but what if we have 187 bets and we're still going 60%, right? And I think that's where a lot of people who listened to yesterday's show may have had further questions. So if you have 187 bets and you're still going 60% in that example, one of two things are happening by definition. Either you're getting lucky or whoever's claiming this win percentage is getting lucky, which let's, 
Let's stop there for a second. There's nothing wrong with being lucky, right? Let's take it. There's If you win the lottery, am I going to be like, yeah, you got lucky. Who cares? You didn't make a positive EV bet. It's like, no, hell yeah. Congratulations. You won the lottery. Enjoy it, but understand you got lucky. Same thing here. If you're claiming a 65% win rate on Twitter, as long as you understand you're lucky, I've got no problem with this at all because that's one of two options. Option two, however, is that people are actually claiming to be winning at a 60% win rate, and that's what they're going to be doing in, you know, for the future in sports betting. Because when someone says, hey, we're 60% winners, they're usually claiming, I am a 60% sports better. Follow me, we win 60% of the time. So here's the thing with that. It's short-term luck. That's the issue. If you've got 187 games and you're going 60%, you've got to acknowledge that it's lucky. Even for someone like me, even for a professional who can distinguish the difference between a 55% winner, a 58% winner, and a 60% winner, you're getting lucky over 187 going 60%. So like I said before, great job, but we have to understand the sample size strictly isn't there. So you may ask yourself, okay, what is the sample size? What is the, this magic number that I have to hit in sports bets to have a good indication of how good I am? And in general, relatively speaking, like in general, the math community accepts the number 625 as being at that threshold for good enough sample size. So if you have 625 bets and you're going 60% betting minus 110, there is no other explanation, mathematically speaking, other than you're getting lucky. And if you want proof of this, there's proof all over the place. The proof is, first of all, we've never seen the other happen. We've never seen an actual legitimate sports better hit over 60% lifetime betting minus 110. As a matter of fact, the best sports better of all time, the most notorious, greatest sports better in our history, Billy Walters himself, Billy Walters himself, claims to be a 57% winner lifetime. And he has said that's probably the cap for a legitimate pro. That's Billy freaking Walters we're talking about, okay? So that's one thing is we just haven't seen anyone do it on a legitimate level. The other thing is if you just look at a number standpoint, every single season, what you'll notice is if you divide all these games into different categories, home away, uh, favorite, underdog, prime time during the day, whatever it is, it's so amazing to me how close every single scenario is to like 50, 51, 52%, which is all losing bets if you make those bets consistently. So look, if we found these results to be wildly skewed and teams that were priced minus 150 only won like 50% of the time, then that's one thing. But what we find is the market is so accurate, at least the closing market is so unbelievably accurate long-term, no one's going to go 60% betting minus 110 if they've bet over 600 games. It's almost a mathematical certainty. So that's what I meant yesterday is people say, what if you do bet a bunch of games and go 60%? My point is it's actually mathematically impossible if you're betting minus 110. You're either getting lucky or you're betting games like a 60% win rate, you're, you don't have high enough volume. If you've gone 60% and you've bet that many games, the amount of games you probably should have bet is closer to 1,000. So if you are 60% through 187 games, I would say your volume is frighteningly too low. 
All right, so that's one thing with 60%. Just wanted to wrap that up from yesterday. Let's also talk about how public money affects bowl games uniquely. Now, stay tuned next week on Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll talk about the evolution of lines, how lines are created, what lines look like by time you're betting on whatever website you're betting on, how they get to that line. How do they pick it? How do they know that a certain team should be minus two and a half and not minus three? So we'll talk about that next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. But part of that is public money. How much does the public affect money? And sort of the the crux of, of what I'm going to talk about next week is public money is so less influential than the average person thinks. Okay, if you hear ESPN on a Saturday morning, oh, the public's on this team, the public's on that team, where's the public money on? Public money generally has no impact on anything. But if we get big enough games with enough public money, like the Super Bowl, like any playoff game, or like the bowl games, what you'll see is public money actually slightly affecting lines. Now, here's why public money generally isn't that important, even in situations like bowl games, is let's say every professional with millions of dollars at stake or at their disposal thinks the line should be, let's say, uh, any team like, or team A minus three and a half. What that means by definition is all those pros will bet a lot of money up to minus three, and they'll stop betting at three and a half. Well, let's say the public has enough of an avalanche of money to actually move a line to, to uh, let's say, uh, three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. And the pu- like, let's say the line's at three and a half. And the public is so influential and bets so much money, they move it back down to three. What you would see happen in an instant is the professionals bet that back up to three and a half. So that line really wouldn't be out of place for that long anyway. So when the public does move a line, if it is quote unquote incorrect from the people who perceive this to be incorrect, it'll get hammered back into place so quickly that it generally doesn't matter. So if you're looking for public money during bowl games, really what I'm here to say is it's not that influential. If anything is off enough, and the public has made it off that much, those who know what they're doing in the market will bet it will bet it right back into place very, very quickly. So my advice is don't worry about public money. When you hear VSIN or ESPN or any other, you know, the action that we're talking about public money, legitimately just start tuning it out because the public's gonna go 50-50 anyway. The assumption that the public is always on the wrong side is actually incorrect in itself. So my advice is if you hear someone say public money, most tend to want to go the other direction. Don't just ignore it and bet whatever game you were going to bet in the first place. All right, that does it for today's show. Stay tuned tomorrow, Saturday morning for Saturday morning's quick picks. We'll have certainly a few games to give out tomorrow morning. So until then, if you want some football games and football bets, go listen to College Football Tailgate, a part of the Woos Media Podcast family. Until then, this has been Sports Betting Daily.